Is it possible as a beginner rider to adopt a green horse, to work with the horse and to get both of you to the point where you can actually successfully, comfortably and enjoyably ride trails together? That was the question I received from one of our lovely listeners and today I want to dive in and give my two cents worth on all of this. Okay, let's jump in. Hey there and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Lorna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach and I work with riders from all over the world, both online and in person, to help them to iron out any training or riding issues that they're having with their horses, especially if they don't have a regular trainer or coach helping them along the way. Okay, so I received an email in about this lovely rider who's a little bit more mature in age and I think this is an important factor here for my particular answer to this okay so this particular rider 62 she's just started riding okay she's a new rider and a new horse owner gosh a lot of news eh but she's a new rider a new horse owner and she decided to purchase a young Mustang, okay, from the BLM. Now, I had to Google what the BLM was. I'm going to be very honest with you here, okay? So the BLM is the Bureau of Land Management, and it's basically the, the horses that are feral or wild, and of course they have to manage them, and, and every year they seem to round some up and try and find them homes is the long and the short of it. And she's had him for a couple of years and he's four now, okay? So he's four at the moment um, and she has a trainer, she's working with a trainer and they've come a long way together, okay? Now, it sounds like they do a lot of groundwork together and he's very good and he has excellent manners on the ground, but the problem is that our rider is a little bit worried about trotting and cantering, okay? Now, the other thing she's worried about is falling off and she did already fall off. And what I find really interesting here is that she fell off, but she is very quick to say it was through it was her own fault, okay? So it was not her horse's fault at all, okay? Her own fault, she fell off. I don't know maybe how that happened. I, I have no more information on that, so we can all guess about that, okay? But she fell off, and uh, yeah, now she's just really worried about another spook because he has spooked again, um, since this and while she stayed on she said it wasn't the, the most pleasant experience in the world and um, so I think that when we are thinking about purchasing a horse okay it's a big decision and I think as well that we can sometimes okay just sometimes not all the time but sometimes we can be a little bit more led by our emotions than by our logic okay and I say this because I am also guilty of this <laughs> I suffer with this um I'll see yours and um I've always been like this like it it's just not maybe the most suitable horse in the world and I think oh jeepers what's going to happen this horse like <laughs> I don't want to say all but the majority bar three of the riding school ponies that we have here at the moment are all they all fall into this category okay they came here because I was just so worried about what was going to happen to them if I didn't take them and they may not have been the most suitable and they then over time have proven themselves to be absolutely lovely but 
I work with horses all the time, so it's a bit different, okay? And I think when, this is something that comes up a lot for me personally, with the people I work with as well. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, and I'm not saying you can't do it, okay? But it does make things I suppose the path to get to where you want to go, and by the way, where she wants to go is to um, have him as her trail horse, okay? So that's where they want to go together. Um, But the path to get to where you want to go can be, can we say, a lot more meandering, okay? It's longer, definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. And there can be a lot, you're visiting a lot of places you wouldn't normally be visiting, okay? Or maybe places that you are not fully comfortable visiting. It always reminds me of the very first time I went to the airport to collect my mother here in South Africa. It was her first time over. And I thought, sure, this is great. I'll drive to the airport and I'll collect her. It won't be a bother at all. And we got horribly lost in (laughs) a not great part of the town. And, uh, anyway, now, would would it matter? No, I would be fine. But then I was kind of basically like really just a tourist myself. And, oh, it was very uncomfortable. It was, it was, it was terrible, okay? Because I was new. And I suppose I want to kind of say this because when we, like in that particular situation, the two of us are in this rented car and we're like, oh my goodness, and... Anyway, my mother is like all these obviously preconceived notions about South Africa. And it was, anyway, it was all good. Okay, I've never had an issue here. Um, Thank the Lord. It's a lovely, lovely place. Um, So, uh, but anyway, I do think that when you are new to riding or to training a horse, because remember, a lot of people ride and they have riding lessons and they might think that they're pretty competent in those lessons and they probably are. I know many riders who when they're on um, lesson horses or ponies and they may not even have to be lesson horses or ponies but in this kind of if you want slightly more controlled environment and under the watchful eye of somebody who is almost like loaning you a little bit of confidence just them being there you kind of feel like yeah I could probably do that you're feeling a little bit more pep in your step and you're feeling like little bit more confident in your abilities Um, and then you take them out of that environment and whether you take them out of the environment by putting them onto a horse who is not a lesson horse okay Um, a horse who is not maybe absolutely foolproof and reliable or maybe it is taking them out by just going to ride in an open field or out in the trail you quickly see how there are a lot of I suppose fears that come up a lot of anxiety can come up and the rider then tends to transfer that across to the horse now I always joke with my little people here the horse doesn't know that you're afraid of them the horse thinks you're afraid of something further on down the path or whatever and and the horse starts going oh jeepers well if she's afraid maybe I should be afraid too okay and it's kind of this cycle and it's you know one feeds off the other and oh it rarely leads to good things okay so 
All this to say, I do think that if you are a beginner, if you are a novice, if you've only ever ridden riding school horses in a controlled environment, and then you dive headfirst in, you get yourself a young horse, a young unbacked horse, um, and you go it with the horse. It can be done, but it is going to take much longer, okay? There's going to be so many mistakes that you're going to make that you could avoid by having maybe more of a schoolmaster type horse, okay? So there's going to be that. And then also, sometimes our lack of confidence in our abilities to train the horse can actually begin to have like a, it kind of erodes the confidence we have actually in our own just basic riding abilities, which I think is what's going on here. I kind of guess, and I don't know from this, from the email, but I'm guessing this rider is okay to trot and canter on other horses, okay? Um, But it is on this horse. And as I say, it's like this lack of confidence it, it just erodes things okay so what you're what you were happy to do before now suddenly becomes this big big hurdle that you have to get over to try and work with your horse so would it be something I'd advise people and then we'll throw into the mix here that this rider is 62 as well okay um not that that has to mean a lot but at the end of the day I do feel that at that point obviously you don't want to you, you know you're, you're not as I always think of the little people being, they're almost like bouncy, okay? They're they're a lot more resilient when they come off the horse, like, and then kind of as you get on and as we go, like, another decade and another decade and another decade. And I say this from, like, the difference between, let's say, a five-year-old and then a 15-year-old and then a 25-year-old and then a 35-year-old and then a 45-year-old and then a 55-year-old and then a 65-year-old. As you go decade by decade by decade, particularly because we're talking novice slash beginner riders, okay, the risk does become a little bit more, okay? And I think that we almost feel more of a sense of responsibility to make sure that we're not, I suppose, putting ourselves in a situation where there can be a bigger risk, okay? So all this to say, wouldn't be the ideal situation. It wouldn't be something I would advise. But you know what? It's done. It's done and dusted, okay? The deal is done. The horse is there. Now the rider needs to figure out a path forward. So what is the path forward? So I mentioned how this particular rider said to me that groundwork, the groundwork's pretty good, okay? So I would start now working with, and this may seem strange, but I want to just kind of preface this. I would start working with uh, the horse on the lunge and then long lines as well, okay? Now, I'm not sure if this is happening with this horse, but in doing so with the long lines, what it tends to do is, and kind of, I suppose you don't really need the lunging. The reason I would put the lunging in there is because it allows the rider to begin to develop their skills a little bit more, okay? So, you know, your aids, you can actually see the cause and effect, okay? So it's a nice way to do that. But then the long lining, as you transition them from lunging to long lining, it almost like encourages the horse to begin to have a little bit more confidence in himself as well, okay? So he's out there in front, like it's a totally different scenario. The rider is now way behind the horse. The horse is out there in front, leading the way, and initially the horse may not want to go forward and may not feel comfortable, and this is where I would always suggest having a helper and a leader. Um, I'm gonna link to a couple of previous episodes about getting started with that, but that would be my first port of call. Then from there, I think that the rider actually needs to spend time 
on different horses, okay? And this is because of this eroding of the, the rider's ability. So this rider can trot and canter, but now it doesn't feel comfortable to trot and canter. So the more they can practice this on a horse where they are comfortable, there's no anxiety there, um, they're not worried about what's going to happen, okay? They can then begin to become more secure in their seat, in their own independent aids, and also mentally in their head, okay? They can begin to like think better thoughts, basically, okay? And what it seems like is running now is this like, oh, sure, but I might fall off. Hold on there, I might fall off. No, we can't do that because, hey, I might fall off, okay? We need to kind of get that out of there. And the only way you're going to do that is to practice doing something that that thought is not there. So I'm going to suggest, if possible, lessons, actual riding lessons on another horse, not on this horse, not on the the four-year-old, on a different horse, okay? And I say riding lessons because I feel that if, again, your abilities are, or your almost like, your beliefs about your abilities, if they are waning a little, okay, I think working with a professional is going to help to kind of maybe point out like, no, I think that's okay. Or yeah, you know what? I've noticed you're getting into a slight defensive seat or defensive position or your posture, whatever. Okay. And this is what we need to work on straightening out. And then from there, and I know this seems like a very convoluted plan, but this is what I'm advising. It would be to start maybe looking for another horse that you could begin to take on the trails, like a really reliable horse, not your horse, okay? The reliable horse. And then again, just dropping that anxiety, trying to just kind of start getting that out of the way. Now, from there, I would suggest doing this for at least three months. Um, and you can ride your horse, stay riding your horse in the walk in this controlled space. So an arena where you're controlling it, you, well, you can't control everything. Hey, you can't control your horse. You can try and control yourself, but you can control the environment as much as possible in that nothing's going to blow about or nothing's going to bang or to, to make a loud noise or to spook your horse or whatever. So you're still riding with your horse, but I would say more that you're working on the long lines and you're working at desensitizing the horse as well on the long lines. Like, first of all, just get the horse going on the long lines. And then from there, you're beginning to challenge the horse a little bit and see how he begins to figure things out. Now, again, this is actually going to improve your aids as well, okay? So it's gonna improve your skills as a rider so that eventually, and I would say then the second three months, and I would say this is a whole like year to two year to three year project, okay? But after like three months of you and your horse being just in walk, like not even, don't even consider trot and canter. Don't even worry about it doesn't matter, non-event, okay, Um, that you can then maybe in the second three months, you could begin asking for a couple of strides of trot here and there, but again, making it this non-event. Now you will, by the second three months, have first of all begun to feel a little bit more confident about your abilities, but then also you will have almost improved your abilities because you'll be have after having lessons on a more reliable horse okay so that if something does go a little bit less than to plan with your own horse you'll be better equipped to deal with it and i say like a couple of strides of trot i'm talking five ten strides of trot back to walk back to comfy again 
get things nice and relaxed, get all the tension out, just whoosh, drop that energy. And then again, a couple of strides of trot, bring it down. And I would just really work on that. And then after that, when you're beginning to feel more comfortable, then you could venture out maybe on a little walk, like, I don't know, three or 400 yards down the road uh, or down the trail, whatever it is, with really reliable horses, okay? So you don't want to go on your own. You want to have your horse almost like sandwiched between like schoolmasters who are just so calm. They like, they don't bat an eyelid at anything. They don't care. Everything's a non-event. And then slowly but surely you're going to build on that. Now, again, will it take time? Yes. And it's going to be much longer. You have to accept that. Okay. It's just the way the situation is. I think to tell you, and I could sit here now and tell you, no man, just crack on and do it. You can do it. Okay. Get over it. Like face your fears. No, I really don't feel that works. Um, I'll tell you why, when, when inevitably you get to a point where really things like don't just not go to plan, they go completely off plan, okay? All those old fears are going to show up back again and you're going to end up back at square one. So you're rather, well, I feel your best way of dealing with this is slow and steady, step by step by step. And I would then look at this again as being like a, a full out two years to get to the point where you're comfortable on the trail. You've, you'll have given your horse as well two years to mature a little bit more, maybe mentally um, and emotionally. And you'll also have built up this two years of maybe trust in your relationship together and your riding relationship. And there's there's no pressure. Like you, you've given yourself two years. So there's no pressure to go off and do a big trail ride on this horse, okay? None at all. But by the end of the two years, you and your horse will be there together that it'll feel comfortable. And I would say by taking the pressure off, by just from the outset saying, look, it's going to take this length of time. I'm, I'm committing the time to doing that. But while we are working together, I am actually going to be building my own skills with this other horse, okay? Or another horse. It doesn't have to be a specific horse. In fact, the more horse as you can get on the better okay but um i would do that and then you and your horse should be ready and again i just want to kind of preface all this once again by saying this is not a situation i would advise for anybody but it happens so often like so often i can just think in my head of probably about 20 different people that i personally know like i have met in real life who have this particular situation. So it happens so often, so, so often. Um, but it does, you know, you, you have to think that you are, you've got this lovely relationship. You've got this relationship where you can have such an impact with your horse because you've had your horse from so young, okay? But you have to offset that. Or it's almost like you have to look at that you are paying for that with the investment of your time, okay? That's it. And that's the best way to look at it and see the time as being the investment. That is what I would advise in this situation. Okay, I am going to leave it there. There's so much more I want to say on this, but otherwise we're going to be sitting here for an hour. As always, this rider, more than welcome to reach out to me, send me a video, and I can actually guide them step-by-step step through this. And if you have any problems at all with your horse, um, and or your riding, or your training, anything like that, okay, riding, training related, you're more than welcome to reach out to me, Lorna at stridesforsuccess.com, and I, can answer your question here as well. And sorry, just on that note, 
If you are looking for something to do with groundwork or with lunging, just make sure you check out. I've both groundwork for riding and lunging for riding. They're two of the programs. They're four-week programs. They're self-study. Um, I really feel that they will be beneficial to riders who are in this um, particular situation as well. Okay, I will chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.